The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Nick Schatz, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Well, it's Everson Walls <laughs> and Mickey Spagnolo once again. We're going to have to spend, uh, send a doctor over to Bill Jones's house. We're going to have to get a new intro. Make That's sure, get a new make intro. sure that he's okay, but he's still under the weather. So we will just continue on with mix shots on this Wednesday at the SWBC Podcast Studio here in the Star, and it's a kind of a glorious fall after a really morning. feels nice, right? Nice yes, out there. Yes, yes. It's the afternoon now, Spags. We come on at noon. Noon, so, so it yes. is afternoon, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And uh, I was glad to see the temperature because I was supposed to play tennis tonight at seven o'clock. So I was hoping I wasn't going to be freezing. Man, I right? saw you limping around here. You no, should be playing I am not. Limping okay, you're whatsoever. not limping around here. I recovered. You favor. You favor. No, I recovered from my uh, two week injury. I sprained. <laughs> oh, okay. I sprained my good foot. Oh, you didn't tell me. I, I, yeah. I saw you limping, and I'm like, man, he's still feeling that Achilles injury. And I hit it yeah. right by the big toe, ah, which is the worst. There right? you go. Because you need your big toe Ooh, to do anything that. athletic. Right? You have bunions. I do. Oh, uh, and that's where I hit uh, it, by the way. Uh, <laughs> that's torture. That's torture. It's like, okay, I need to get rid how of many, this How many thing. times did you curse, man? Oh, and who did you who did you curse? And then it got worse. Yeah, myself, because it was a dumb <laughs> thing. I was outside barefoot by the pool when it was raining. Uh, yeah, idiot. Mm. Anyway, uh, you're right. There's a lot of tours going on here. Uh, today, as another one's coming through, and I think I like they, the can, tours, they hey. can hear us. Hey, yeah, I like the tours. Uh, as we Look start at the cowboy head right there. Yeah, right. My All man. right, you got it right. I hope this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell them it's not. I did. I did. <laughs> I, heard, I heard you uh, yeah, reprimanding them. that man. It's like, hey, let's get it right. <laughs> we need credit. That's right. So, anyway. Uh, Cowboys on a different schedule than normal on Wednesday. Uh, we just got out of the locker room for right at about an hour. Uh, they will have their team meeting right now. Uh, I think he was trying to keep them off their feet as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And then uh, McCarthy at 3 o'clock, and they will practice at 4 um, but it's a closed practice, so don't hang around to think you're going to watch anything. If this was back in the day, yeah, and Nate and I were talking about it, we made mention of it yesterday, this would be one of those games where the entire team would have to be in on the film session. In other words, you don't save time by splitting up into your special teams coach and you watch your, your position, your defensive yeah. coach, and then break it even down more yeah, yeah. into the, the, uh, position coaches. Right. Meaning just the DBs watch it together, linebackers watch it in their own room, D linemen in their own room. When it's a game like this, Tom Landry would make all of us kickers, linemen, DBs, running backs, receivers, all of us. Had to watch it together. Now, did you have to watch it immediately the day after? Like yes. On Monday. Yes, we watched it Monday. I think. Well, yeah, that's when that's the way the schedule and was I think back that, then. And I think they did too, by the way. Man. And it probably was hard to watch. And that's what he wanted. Yeah. It's not just a punishment. It's it's about the uh, 
You know, you can phase things so many different ways as a coach. You know, you can say, well, it's about, you know, accountability yeah. from all sides, which I, I kind of like that one because, you know, you can't tell me uh, something different when we know what the truth is in this room. When you, and especially when you see it in, in color now, not black and white. And back and forth, 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 back and forth. Okay, thanks, Coach. I got it. I, I think I got it I, now, Coach. I remember. I, I blew remember, it. I remember one day, and it was only like our sophomore year in high school, and we're watching game film, and one of the guys was arguing with the coach, right? And he goes, okay, I want you to see this, right? And he did that, back and forth, back right. and forth. He go, that's when I learned the term, film don't lie. Right. <laughs> and see, that's how I watch a game. You know, and I, I know my son is my, my little protege, so, you know, he sits there and patiently listens to me just go over. I run the, t- the game, live you game just back. Just stop the game. Yeah, like, hold it, man. Did you see that, son? Like, ah, yeah, Dad, I see it. You know, can we catch up to the game real time, please? Because, yeah, you just you just see something, you notice it, and you say, man, that is not how you do it. It's not that we're better than as, as older guys. We made the same mistakes. Yeah. We made the mistakes. That's why we know. That's why I try to teach my kid, don't make the same mistakes I make. You got to make your different mistakes. And that's how you get better as a player. Right. You can't keep making the same mistakes. You better try to make some different ones. You know, and that's what sounded like when we were talking to the guys about them watching the film and uh, understanding that it, it wasn't effort, it, it wasn't skill, it was just a matter of doing what you're supposed to do and, and, and not try to do the guy's next job right. to you. And, and, and I was, you know, and I think it was Neville Gallimore was pointing out that, you know, if, if you got the B gap yep. – and the guy next to you's got the gap next to you, and he jumps in the B gap, and there's two guys in the B gap. Well, the gap where somebody was supposed to be, that now means that guy on the offensive line is on the linebacker, right. and the linebacker is not going to make. And a he's play. cut off. Right. He is cut off. So the so the 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 moral of the story was do your job and don't get gashed. And sometimes, yeah, and sometimes <laughs> what the play you don't make is the play you make. Now here, here's what I think about good defense. I was there with the Cowboys. You know, we had our doomsday two or whatever you want to call it. And then we, I was with the Giants, which is really a, a lesson on just how really to play a certain type of defense with aggression. I learned to play good defense under Tom Landry and Bill Belichick. The thing you have to worry about with a, a good defense is a good defense will stop some of the greatest plays that never happened. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. If, we, if, you, if, you have, if your defense plays up to snuff, then Aaron Rodgers' game never happens. You see, there's not uh, Watson doesn't catch three touchdown passes. You see, those things don't happen if you play the defense correctly. That's a story that will never be told, uh, Spags. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this moment will never happen because I did my job. And I can say that, I always bring it up, about San Francisco. That's a play when you do it right. That history-made play should never have happened. So when I say that I, I, I critique uh, not because I'm better than, it's because I've been there. Right. Trust me, I've been there. Well, I went back and, and looked at uh, a lot of the plays, although during the game 
I was doing what you were doing, I was like, okay, I got to see that again. And I'd, <laughs> I'd roll my laptop back or let's, the video on my yeah. laptop, and it's like, oh, okay, that's why that happened. Mm-hmm. And, and you start seeing things, and it, and it was like the, um, I think it was the the fourth and seven play, the touchdown to, to Watson. Yeah. Um, and they were in a bunch formation mm-hmm. to, to the, the right. right. And Watson was the rightest one on the right. Mm-hmm. And so he cut behind one guy, and the other guy crossed his face. Yes. So he went underneath. He sure did. And, um, and he cut right between those two wide receivers going left. Mm-hmm. And Bland, who's in the slot, he's playing five yards off the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So when you don't get your hands on that guy – he gets Which a, was the whole point of the bunch. He gets a cross, right? He and, gets a jump on, and, and, on going across right. as well. He's running, and you're standing flat yes. foot, right? Yes. And and then he get, gets open, and then the safety over the top, Hooker, was reacting to the two other guys That's right. instead of the guy Watching that the guy was right across his open, face. Right? right? Now, of course, that's by design. Now, to me, if I see a bunch— and I have a safety high, one safety high. I'm gonna play to that safety, so I'm gonna be outside if I'm gonna outside and deep if I'm I'm sorry on on top with leverage. Right. If I'm playing man to man, that safety, and I know it's tempting to go and help those guys, but they have their guys like the two they're guys the, over they're, there. They're to right? the outside. They're outside the numbers. Right. If you have one high safety, don't worry about anybody outside the numbers. That guy crossed your face. That's who you should have seen. And he threatened him early as well. Because so. there was no one over on the other Nobody. side to help you, right? There was no one over there. And I also noticed on that play that um, they had uh, the Cowboys had seven guys on the line of scrimmage. Now, two dropped off, but they weren't in coverage. Right. And they didn't drop off where Watson was cutting across. They mm-hmm. ended up having a five-man rush yeah. and didn't get there, which meant – he had all the time in the all world the to go the all the way across. And he really didn't even need it. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was open from the beginning. Right, and they yeah. could have hit him. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, you know, it's just uh, – and, and, and the other thing on, on, on Hooker, and I'm not trying to lay blame, but the two other guys that were over there in the bunch, they ran short routes. Mm-hmm. So the safety didn't really he have to help those. He never should have even reacted right? to them. And that's kind of how that play turned yeah. out. But and, it's and amazing when design. you go back when you yeah. go back and, and, and kind of look at the things. Um, and, and even the uh, two interceptions, yeah. uh, you know, it was like – and I could see afterwards watching it and watching Lamb how he reacted at the goal line. Mm-hmm. It was like, Schultz, you were supposed to get, clear yeah, that get, guy clear out. Clear that guy out. And then it was an easy touchdown because the corner – or whoever was in the slot covering Lamb. He was outside. He was like seven, eight yards yeah. behind him. Yeah. It would have been an easy throw. Just so, the way C.D. Lamb ca- caught the same t- – not the same play, but, but in the later. same manner. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, true. And just got to clear that guy clear out. out. And, and as it ended up, he ended up – instead of going out like that, he went up and kept uh, right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see it plain as day, right? And so – they had that discussion on the sideline, and there was another play later in the game, and they did it right, yeah. and that's why CD was so wide open. And you know what's so crazy? Uh, like you said, it's a, it's not about blame, but right. it is about accountability. And so let's just be real. CD uh, for the for a major portion of the game 
played excellent football. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. What, 11 catches, 150, something like right. that? Man, that's, that's a day. That's a number one receiver right there. Yeah. But you have to have that reputation of being that, and Nate always talked, being that dog. Right. And so that means that every play, you're going to make sure that you put your team in the right position. So when you have to make that route, when you have to run your route, regardless of who's in there, Regardless of the contact that might be made, regardless of the mistake or whatever, you got to go in there and keep that guy from cutting you off right? as a, as a wide receiver. And, and that's what happened on the second interception. Going back to the first interception, if Schultz had flattened his route off, that safety who made the interception forward would have gone with gone. them. That's correct. Right? Yeah. And, and, and they would have been open. And then on the, on the second one, um, you know, they were in two deep safeties. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys went empty. Uh, they had three uh, wide receivers uh, to the left. Uh, and, and Hendershot, you know, was, was one of them. And all CD had to do was take a right turn, yeah. like 90 degrees. Yes, 90 degrees. You can't go 45 behind well, the it's, safety. Well, it's, it's made to go 45, but if that safety's there, then yes, you have to. Right. It's automatic that you cut it to 45 degrees. And that's, that's understood between wide receiver and quarterback. Right. I, I, you don't need to look at me for that. He did, the, the defensive back dictates how I run my route, period. Right. And then the other thing I noticed was, the ball got tipped just a little bit. I thought bit. it did. It did. I thought it did. I thought so, and then when I looked at it and I played it back, and it looked like the guy just got his fingertips on it, and you can see the ball wobble. Mm-hmm. Not that that was going to make a difference. No. Well, it didn't uh, stop him from He would have been better off <laughs> if he hit the damn <laughs> <right>. thing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, it's quite amazing when you go back and, and look at things and, and break it down instead of reacting right. to – what those guys say on on TV, mm-hmm. but to Olson's credit, to Olson's credit, he broke down both right of those away, plays perfectly. Right he saw it right. The tight end knew what the tight end was supposed I to do. I think that's why he gets some of the games that he gets. Talking about Olson, uh, I think his his uh, detail, his attention to detail. Is is really uh, it, it's up there with the, the, the best guys that's in t- on TV right now. Yeah, he's he, he broke it down and and, and just to immediately see it, to see it right. Immediately didn't need broke. to see a replay nope, he right. Did not. Exactly what he saw it as what it happened. happened. Yeah, and, and even on on Schultz's uh, touchdown, you know, he ran a really good route. He did, and and just cut to the right, but he cut it straight. And then made the play to get into the end zone. So well, I know that felt good for Schultz. Right, I right. I know that felt good for him. He's been having a tough year. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, the, and, and, you know, and the tight ends have done a really good job. But when you see just one misstep, and it's mm-hmm. like it's amazing. Even in coverage, when you, when you watch coverage, and I, I've noticed this, and I'm sure you noticed it when you were a safety all you got to do is take one step the wrong way, and you can't recover. It's <laughs> amazing. Right. Especially against a good quarterback. Right? Yeah. Just one step. One step. And you leave that spot open, and <laughs> there it goes. All right. You can put your head down and dig in all you want. Right? It's too late. It's Yeah. So, anyway, when they talk about technique and, you know, do your job, that's what this is. I mean – They've sprung a leak now, and guess what Minnesota's going to do on Sunday, right? And not to mention, and we'll get to this next, um, 
Justin Jefferson just happened to be the NFC offensive player on the of the here. week, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there going, somewhere Watson going, well, why'd you have to have a game <laughs> like that this week? That was my award, right? I don't know how it could have been better, but oh, his, his was spectacularly better. And we'll talk about that next as we continue here on Mix Shots. That was good. I was wanting to say talking cowboys. Oh, yeah. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey. Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back, back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860. That is capepostcompany.com. As the Cowboys now have to turn their attention towards the Minnesota Vikings, 8-1. and Who would have thunk it? Well, nobody did. I remember we talked uh, around four games ago, and I said that they were the one that the most underrated team. And it wasn't because of their play. It's because no one's paying attention. Right. (laughs) No one. First of all, no one expected it, and no one's paying attention. And they're and they're and I can't remember if I said this here or somewhere else, but I'm going to say it again. Um, and they're, they're with all these comebacks they've had, right? Almost every game, oh, it seems man. like they're dead, and then they come back. And I said it's like, and this will go over most people's heads. That's not at least 50 years old. But I said <laughs> it's like those old spaghetti westerns, right? Where they shoot the guy and he spins and turns and <laughs> shoot him and he turns and he won't go down, right? And that's what they are. They just they, they don't go down. They somehow survive. And you well, know, this last game, same thing. Let's hope that 
they've had enough of those. Right. Like At you some said, point, let, right? Yeah, let's hope that we are the team that stops them from doing that because you look at that and say they can't keep doing this the entire season. Someone's going to come along and, you know, buck the trend. So they've, they're, their point differential is only 35 points. Think about how close yeah. all these close shaves. Yeah. You know, eight, nine. What? That's, that's nine, ten games? No, nine well, games. they've played nine. Nine games. Nine games. So that's. Mm-hmm. You got it. Keep it going. Four, uh, wait, nine times. <laughs> <laughs> that's four points a game, that's right? right? That's unbelievable. Five. Yeah. Yeah, five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, how do you, but, you know, they win. Yeah. So it uh, goes back to, you know, what I said uh, about Dak saying it, you, you got to make the plays that matter. That's right. And the Cowboys, these forget numbers. Did this, right? Forget numbers. Buffalo was supposed to win that game. Let's forget numbers. Right. It's about the moments. Right. And that's that's where we've also failed ourselves. You see, I mean, I mean, we go back to go. I'm still mad about the San Francisco game with the referee in the way. Who has the ball? I mean, give me a break. See, those moments for us have not been kind. Right. Because. We have a team, and we talked about this yesterday, I think, a little bit. you got to know how to win. Those are the moments where you know how to win. You're poised. You're ready for the opportunistic moments. We're never ready for that. Matter of fact, we create moments for other teams in that situation. And that's different because before the last two years, we were the team that did well under pressure. Yeah. And and now we're that team that we keep – second-guessing ourselves, well, we should have called a timeout there, man, we would have called a timeout there and then challenged this. And we seem to be missing those moments, and that's just not from the players. That's from the coaches as well. You know, it's funny. You brought up the the play from last year, looking for the referee with yeah. the ball. <laughs> so it's like every time there's a hurry-up, and I and I see it, and I see this guy come running up real fast, and I go, well, "Where were you last year?" Right? Where he's thirty-five yards yeah. back. That's where he yeah. was. Yeah, and it's like he's back there basking in the sun. I don't he was know tanning. What that mm-hmm. guy was. And sometimes it's the, the, the one of the other guys comes up and grabs it. They didn't wait for the umpire. Well, nobody wants to be. Uh, God, what's the the wide, the wide receiver's name that screwed up? Was it when he was with the Colts or with the Steelers, where he wanted to show off after he caught the pass for the first down? Is last two minutes he wants to show off and do his stuff right center his own center came and grabbed the ball from him and they got into an argument (laughs) (laughs) don't mess my celebration then that's what it was and you know what that's the other thing i've noticed i've noticed the center going to the spot grabbing the ball and bringing it back and and everybody's learning and and he's looking around okay where you at i'm gonna hand you the ball um yeah, it, there was a lot of fault uh, in in that uh, in that play. So what, what about what about the injuries personnel? Did yeah, sign somebody. Well, they did um, to the practice squad. Okay, okay. So basically, it was practice squad stuff. Uh, so the wide receiver they signed <laughs> Does was he know where to line up? <laughs> Antonio Callaway. <laughs> Who has had a history of knucklehead itis, mm-hmm. going all the way back to Florida? Wow, where he had been suspended multiple times for different things. He was a fourth-round draft choice of uh, Cleveland, and he ended up getting suspended there twice—once four games as a rookie for substance uh, 
uh, testing positive for substance. And then his second year, he had a 10-game suspension. Uh, they substance find, abuse? Uh, it, that one didn't say, but I'm assuming, yeah. right, because yeah. it was a second offense. Right. Uh, and then they let him go, and he got picked up. Um, well, I don't know why I'm guessing. I wrote all this down. Uh, and then uh, he got picked up by uh, Miami, and he ended up getting suspended there. But you can't go to Miami with a substance abuse problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> and on. then Kansas City, they ended up releasing him. And then Kansas City signs him uh, to the practice squad. And then he got released uh, injury uh, uh, okay. with an injury. So he has he played five games in 2020 mm-hmm. and hadn't played a game yet wow. since. So I don't know if it's a body uh, or what they're looking for, we'll find out when we talk to McCarthy at uh, three as o'clock. Long as he oh, and knows I said, yeah, I, I did line. say he went to Kansas City, and then they released him off. As long the as he knows squad. where to line up, just, right. just, just line up. Boy, behind. you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry, and I'm not, man. I'm not defending Tolbert. Uh, uh, you can't, but you don't have a blue line. I know on the field, right? And after he scooted his foot back, like. A couple of inches. A couple of inches. It, he was right on. It was like right on the line, right. But and his head was still. His over head was the over. Line. Right. But they don't call offsides they for your really head, don't. do they? They really. Well, Belichick had it called in the Super Bowl, right, against the Rams, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, that's. I mean, that was one of those things where if he was a foot, o- I mean, a yard over, I could see it. It, it was. And it had nothing to do with the play. That I was know, the worst thing. Golly, I know, dude. You I know. Got, I mean, come I know. on. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you know what? A lot, I was a wide receiver, you know, but that was in high school. And trust me, I would not be offsides. I would just look at the yard line there. And, I mean, come on. It's right there. I always thought it was silly that the wide receivers had to check with the referee anyway. Don't you know where the line is? Right. That's just me. Make sure. Well, the referee's <laughs> least looking straight through, well, I mean, right? I'm, if I'm lined up on the wide receiver, I don't have to check with the, the, uh, the referee well, to the, see if I'm offside. Well, I'll tell you what. After that, yeah. and I had the wrong play when I was watching, <laughs> what it was after, there was no one close to the line of scrimmage. And I'm going, oh, they're going to call him for not enough guys <laughs> right, on the line of scrimmage, right? right? And, and it was like, that's how far back right. everyone was. All three of them. Everybody yeah, they gave the other guy a half-yard head start <laughs> uh, on covering him. But, yeah. So, anyway, they did that. Uh, they signed Brock Hoffman to the practice squad. He's a center. Okay. And I'm thinking, so what they've been doing to – uh, bring in a backup center has been uh, Shepley, mm-hmm. uh, but they've already elevated him twice. So unless you're going to put him on the 53, gotcha. you need another center that right. probably you can elevate if the guy's good enough. Although he not have a job, yeah. and, and everybody has 53 guys on their roster and usually all 16 on their practice squad, mm-hmm. and he didn't have a job. So anyway... Uh, he's the center, and then they, uh, on the practice squad, Tack McKinley. I think we've probably heard his name before. Um, I'm thinking Dan Quinn had him in I'm Atlanta. Sure, I'm sure Bill would know exactly who he yeah. is and what high school he went He's to. a linebacker <laughs> slash defense. He's basically a pass rusher. Yeah. It's Tack with two Ks, by the way. Oh, okay. Two K. Huh. So anyway, uh, they, they've, they've signed him to the practice squad 
to make room uh, to a FOIA. Uh, the offensive lineman they released off the practice squad, and then uh, Alec Lindstrom uh, has gone to practice squad injured. So the Vikings also, well, they, they, they signed some guys too, right? Uh, that part, I'm not aware. You know what? No, that was Philadelphia. Oh. Philadelphia. Okay. Remember, Mick, Tack McKinley actually worked out with the Cowboys, like, in, was in it priest? It was, training it was camp? at an Oxnard, yes. On yes, the field, that's what I remember I correctly. Yeah, and they didn't. They didn't. They sign did not him. sign him at that time. No. I wonder. I, I didn't look up to see uh, where he had been, or, or if he's been somewhere, or just sitting at home waiting for something. But I think he's just been sitting. At he's home. kind of a pass rusher. You know, they don't need pass rushers. They need somebody to set the edge <laughs> against the run. You know, and I think that's, you know, everybody's... I am so curious. I wish I could have been in the room. To hear? while they're, Not to hear, just to see what adjustments are going to be made. Right. Because you're not signing anybody else to play. Okay? Right. You got what you got. We're not signing another player, another defensive lineman or whatever to stop the run. What are we going to do? I want to know what adjustments, because I, if I recall... And I don't know who the uh, the defensive – well, I know the defensive coordinator was for the Cowboys under Jimmy. Uh, it was Wanstead, but Butch. And Butch Davis. Yeah, Butch Davis. I would wonder what kind of adjustments Butch Davis would make in this situation, as, as well as Ernie Stautner back in my day. Well, I saw a couple plays where the defensive end was acting like he was rushing the mm-hmm. quarterback, and here comes Aaron Jones running right by him. Mm-hmm. Like he never saw him. And he was still pushing, right? And yeah. it's like, well, you you got to play the run on the way of the quarterback. Well, at that point in the game. Especially in run run downs, I know exactly right? what you mean. That's when he cut backside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, that, that no excuses. But that at that point in the game, they were already – everything was already off the rails. And Mc, you know? McKinley was uh, signed by Tennessee on September 16th to the practice squad. Uh-huh. And then the Rams plucked him off the – uh, their practice squad on September 21st, ah, and then the Rams released him on October 18th. So they had to keep him for three weeks. Yep, and, and they then released him go. on October 18th. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but those defensive ends, especially anybody playing on that right side of the defense, has to be aware that that you know that pitch is coming. But now, and that once again. Do as we made the adjustment, we opened ourselves up to the counterplay, which is the runs up the middle. They cut back. Uh, they had they actually had a, a pitch. Aaron Rodgers would pitch it, but uh, Jones came right back, right to where Aaron Rodgers was standing. So he came back against the grain. That was a pretty good play, and it worked every time. And that's the counter, right, to all of the outside. Uh, Plays where we lost contain. And, and on one of those, the guy that was playing the slot on defense, um, he was going to make the play, mm-hmm. and the receiver just clocks him from behind. Yeah. I thought you weren't supposed to do that. Yeah, that no, you can't do that. was supposed to be illegal. No, right? you can't do that. I don't care where you're on the He's field. He's going to make the tackle. I don't at care the where you're on the field, you can't right? do that. And yeah. he just pushed him down. And it's like I asked uh, Dan Quinn about it, and he said, yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I saw. Well, it. Re- coaches don't want to make too many excuses about yeah. referees because then yeah. you end up with a Connor Williams situation. Right. Mick Kenley <laughs> played one game for the Rams this uh-huh. year. Uh huh. Versus the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, did he? He did. He got an assisted tackle. So an assist. An assist. Oh, wow. That's it. <laughs> All so, right. 
Well, thanks for that assist mm -hmm. from Chris Beam. And to assist him, I'm going to throw it to All break. Right. There you go. Good times. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey. Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, back, to mixed shots. Two icons, one night, music legends Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks will perform at AT&T Stadium on Saturday, April 8th, 2023. Tickets are on sale now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Get yours today. A lot of old people going to be at that concert. I think I've seen Stevie Nicks in concert like twice. See? The first time when she was playing with Fleetwood Mac, she was really good. It was in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. The second time, she was on her own in Jackson, Mississippi, and it was uh, it wasn't quite that. Dude, good. you are a Southern dude, aren't you? Well, I've been in the South <laughs> quite a bit. That's the, almost your whole life. You're in the South, South Carolina, Jackson, Mississippi. And then Dallas, Texas, Golly. which I never thought was in the South until I got here. <laughs> Southwest. Well, yeah. yeah the Southerners don't it, call us. I, I know. Yeah, they got this thing going on. But that, there were some Southern yeah. philosophies oh, here. Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> Trust me, I, I don't know. need to tell you, no, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we won't even get started we on won't. South Carolina back in 1975, by the way. Oh, wow. That's tough. Three. It was four years, so four years removed from, and I had a friend there that he went to not only, uh, un, they hadn't integrated the schools yet, but he went to the boys' school, and they had girls' school. And I said, so did they have that for uh, the other folks in town? Oh, no, they could all go to school together. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, that was my introduction to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. How many years ago? Almost 50 years ago. All right. So I wanted to make sure we talked about this because it was an uh, unusual, uncommon performance by Luke Gifford on yes. special teams. Yes. Five tackles. Yes. I'm glad we talked about it. Yeah. Because I remember bringing it up. I yelled it out before I, one of our shows, after one of our shows. And do you think, I'm, I'm wondering, do you think that that qualifies him for a shot at playing linebacker? Well, I was hoping. In regular downs. And I asked him, I said, so, and he had a recovered fumble. Yes, he did. I said, how do you not get named NFC Special Teams Player of the Week? And he goes, oh, the kicker from Washington had a really good game. What, what did he do? He made a bunch of field goals, I guess, in that win over Those the Eagles. Those were good field goals. Yeah, right? two over 50 yards. Yeah. Yes, two so, over 50 yards. So anyway, he goes, yeah, I think yes, I lost I out to him. I don't know, man. He goes, of all days, right? I don't, I don't know. So I said, how, I said. And they won. And they won. Right. Yeah. I said, this obviously had to be the most you've ever had. He goes, yeah, my rookie year. He goes, I think it was the Giants game. I had three. And he goes, I've never you know, come close to that or more. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, five? And, he, and I said, that's got to be like a team record. And, and they weren't, uh, you know, chasing the guy down. Or right. Like and, no, and he made. Flopping in on no, at no, the end. No, no, exactly. Yeah. None of that. No, he made serious uh, uh, stops. Right. That really kind of saved it from going extra yards. And just the hustle that he had uh, going for the fumble. I, I thought he made another play. He did. It, that may or he missed. It. He said he missed one that he should have had. I know he was involved. Yeah, he said he was I should have had. With a that's, lot. And you know what? That's his mentality. I have five. I should have had six. <laughs> right? Uh, I I I wonder if they track those special teams tackles. Like if I went and looked at Bill Bates game by game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although that's a lot of years that ago, game by years. game. But to see if he's ever had or Kenny Gant, uh, the guys that were really good Man. special teams yes. players. Uh, for the Cowboys, but yeah, and even C.J. Goodwin is has led the team in special teams tackles, but I don't think he ever had five. Well, I put like both of those guys together. When yeah, they come when they come together on special teams, something's good is going to happen. So Fossil keeps a chart and gives them points throughout the year yeah. for different things, right? And he said normally what you're trying to hit is 500 points. Okay, and he goes. So we said, so how many points do you think he got, Gifford got in that game? And he goes, probably 100. <laughs> wow. It was like that's how good the, the performance was. But to go back to your point, give him a chance at linebacker maybe. Why not? See, you know, if he's just one of those guys. Um, okay, so speaking of NFC Players of the Week, mm-hmm. guess who was the offensive NFC Player of the Week? Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. And the Cowboys got to contend with him. When you've seen him play, what makes him so difficult to be able to contain? First of all, his length. His length is amazing. Uh, As you saw with the one-handed catch, and not just catch, but it was a one-handed takeaway. Uh, (laughs) You're right. (laughs) You know, he took it away from the DB. Uh, Obviously, his vertical is up there. Yeah. Uh, so you're dealing with an extremely athletic kid, and just because he's long and lanky, there's routes or not. He's very quick-footed. Uh, he has much control of his body. Uh, he's he's basically a contortionist uh, when the ball goes up in the air. So he's going to challenge you for those 50-50 balls, which is always tough for a defensive back who's used to doing the same. Uh, when the ball's in the air, 
you expect for Diggs to come down with it. Yeah. If it's up to he and the wide receiver. This is going to be an issue to where you're going to have to contend with the wide receiver before you go up for the ball. When you, are, when you have a player like that, you cannot give him room or space to gather and go up for the ball. So you got to get into his body? you got to get into his body. And you have to be quicker than he is. Diggs is quicker and faster than he is. Uh, just, uh, Jefferson has the long legs and he has the, the balance. But you need to be into his, into his body and you need to have leverage on him at all times. You know what I need to do is go back and look and see how they dealt with him last year mm-hmm. uh, because they held Minnesota to 17 points. Yeah, but he's, he's, different, he's a different player. No, he's a different player. So, here's, here's what Nate said. Nate made a good point about uh, Michael Irvin and, and going against double teams. Mm-hmm. Jefferson didn't know how to go against double teams last year. Now he knows. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you, you know, it's like anything else. You got to work one guy. You can't work double team two guys. You got to work one guy. And they, he learned that uh, this year. And that was something that Michael Irvin, all the good receivers, Cooper, Cooper Cup, he's, he does that. He, he works against two, receiver, two DBs all the time. So he has learned to do that. But when it comes down to it, if you have a, a defensive back that doesn't need a double team and you guys are just going to say this is going to be our matchup of the, of the game, I think Diggs can handle this guy. So I was going to ask you that. So say – uh, Anthony Brown said he was still in concussion protocol, mm-hmm. and he said he would probably be in it uh, till Friday. Yeah, and then they'll see if he's able to play or not. Right. Say he's not able to play. Did you just put Diggs? Would you just put Diggs on Justin Jefferson? Take your chances. I don't care if, if Brown was playing. I would put still Diggs do that? on Justin Jefferson. But the problem you have is Thalen. Right. Did I say his name right? Yeah. Yes. Thalen. Yeah. Thalen. Thalen. Thalen is is that's an all pro. You know, you, we're looking at Jefferson over here. Thielen is is a Cooper Cup. Uh, Thielen is is you know he's that that slot guy that you have to contend with. Right. So the matchups I, to me, I still put Jefferson uh, 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 digs on Jefferson, but I still know I have I have Thielen to contend with, and not just some of the times. He is a what 70, 80 reception receiver. Right. Uh, pro Bowl, All Pro. So you have to deal with this as well. That's why they've only lost one game, because these are people that you have to contend with, not to mention all the other talent they have in the backfield. So I was talking with uh, Jordan Lewis. That was the first time I'd seen him in the locker room on his little scooter. Mm-hmm. He's got a cast on his foot ah, that was the, see that. fractured, and he said he had to wear that four weeks, and they were going to put another cast. And then they have to have surgery again to take the pins ah. off. So it's like, it's like you're, that. You're 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 out for the season. Yeah. And he goes, well, if they make a deep run in the <laughs> no, play, it's like I don't. Think he, he's Dak. Okay. But right. Dak had to go through it's the same thing. So I asked him. I said, so what makes uh, Jefferson so good? I said, you've covered him. He goes, yeah, yeah, we covered him last year. He said, it's his suddenness. He comes out of his breaks mm-hmm. so fast. Uh, That's their footwork. I mean, uh, off his takeoff. And mm-hmm. then he said he comes out of the breaks in and out mm-hmm. so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he, he can do it all. And he goes on top of it. And I thought this was very good. He said he's a very vicious competitor. You can see it. So got a little Michael Irvin. You can in him, see it. Right? Yeah. You can see it. And so, you know, when, when the ball's in the air for him, it, it's mine. It's right? mine. I mean, he, showed, he showed it. I mean, you don't give up on anything like that. We saw two of the. The best catches you might see in an entire decade in one game. Right. You know, between Diggs and, 
and and uh, and Jefferson. And by the way, I didn't bring it with. Oh no, I did. So he's fourth in the NFL in uh, receptions, mm-hmm. and he's second in yards. He is averaging um, fifteen point four yards a catch. Now that guy's a load. He uh, just broke Randy Moss' record for. Consecutive 100-yard games? Oh, is that what it was? Yes. Okay. Yes. I Yes, I believe he's still... He's, so he's, what are we at? Nine, nine. They've got nine games, and he's uh, had 1,060 yards receiving yeah. already. already. He's got a half a season almost <laughs> to play. Right. I mean, can he, can he get to 2,000? Hey, and, but, you know... So this, we could sit here and talk all about stopping the run, but yeah. you better take care of that and, guy. And, you know... Hey, hey, Bradley. Oh, oh we should we have invited to Brad we in. to interrupt the show? No, <laughs> he's, say hi to Brad. he's going I guess we can always do that. Do something with Douglas. <laughs> but when you when you look at a player like that, you that's it's football, man. Yeah. So who's our player then? It's, it's Diggs. Right. Can you handle him? I got him, coach. Right. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to go. All I could all I could do is I I've gone to uh or either watched on TV or been there when he was playing at LSU and all I can in my back of my mind, all I can hear is <laughs> that announcer at LSU going, touchdown, Justin <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> and boy, he wore that line out so many times at LSU. So he was pretty good. So uh, I think we survived another one without yeah, Bill. We right? did. We didn't we get did. that high school for Antonio Callaway, but nah, I'll bet he'll, t- he'll text it in yeah, to I'm us. Yeah, I'm surprised. Right? We he better be it. listening. Let me see. Right? Nope, nothing. I told him if he can't make it on Friday, we're doing a phone hookup so he can make his <laughs> pick to click, right? That's all we need. Yeah. That we'll, we'll bring him in at the end of the show. Or we're going to send a special doctor over. Callaway's from Booker T. Washington in, I, I saw that. in I Miami, Florida. Remember. He's from nice, Miami, Florida. Nice. All right. Well, we survived on another we made it, mix William. shot here uh, without William, but hopefully he's getting better and will join us here later in the week for Everson. I'm Mickey, and we will talk at you again tomorrow here on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!